Good morning. Today is called Good Friday. Let us pray. Father, I pray you'd be with me this morning. Help me to speak, help me to teach, help me to give this devotional. I pray that it would be done by your power of your spirit and in a way that honors and glorifies you and edifies whoever might see and hear this video. Father, we pray these things in just Jesus' name. Amen. Just one verse this morning, at least to start with. John chapter 10, verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. That's Jesus speaking. And today I want to ask the question, what is good about Good Friday? And at first glance, you could say, nothing looks good about Good Friday. Good Friday is the day that Jesus, our Lord, was nailed to a cross. Jesus, who went about doing good, is crucified. Not like a common criminal, as the saying goes, but like an extreme criminal. Crucifixion was reserved for the worst of the worst. And yes, was Jesus the worst of the worst? Acts 10.38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. That's Acts 10, 38. He went about doing good. He was healing people, miraculously healing people, casting out demons, feeding 5,000 with uh, just a little bread and fish doing good, and yet they nailed him to the cross. Today we have lethal injection. We don't have hangings or beheadings, or as scripture calls it, a body of death where they tie the dead body to the murderer. Oh, Paul says, oh, who, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Romans seven twenty four talking about his own sins. Yet Jesus, who did, did and does nothing wrong, is treated like the greatest of sinners. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Who made? God made him. Which shows not only did man reject our Lord Jesus, but the Heavenly Father uh, rejected his only begotten Son. As Jesus says in Matthew 27, 46, quoting Psalm 22, says about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
Well, there was no reason in our Lord Jesus himself for him to be forsaken. And the reason is in us. Jesus is forsaken because he took our sins upon him. He who was in God's image, like nobody else, had his image marred like nobody else. Hebrews 1 calls Jesus God's son. His son, in verse 3 of Hebrews 1, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, the most glorious, perfect image of the living God, is beaten and eventually crucified. So in the prophecy of Isaiah 52, 14, it says, Just as many were astonished at you, so his visage was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. Isaiah 52, 14. The image of God in us is distorted greatly by sin. And even Jesus, who is perfect, we had to destroy that image of God in him uh, because we hate it. We hate perfection. We hate what is good. Like Cain, uh, who was so disturbed by his brother Abel because his brother Abel did good, so our brother Jesus is beaten by ungodly, hateful people. The Romans representing all of us who are Gentiles, mocked him and beat him. John 19, 1-3 says, So Pilate took him and scourged him, and the soldiers twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put on him a purple robe, and they said, Hail the king of the Jews! And they struck him with their hands. Part of that striking, there was, there was a whole legion of soldiers there, uh, and they all took their turns, striking Jesus, asking him, saying, commanding him, prophesy, who hit you? And the Jewish people, those who were called, those who were chosen, those who were God's people, supposedly, they yelled for his crucifixion, and eventually they got what they wanted. John nineteen six says, Therefore, when the chief priests and the officers saw him, meaning uh, with the robe, with the crown of thorns, beaten up, uh, they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! Though he was their true, best, and God-given king, they denied him. Verses 13 through 16, and I'm just going to read parts of this. Pilate said to the Jews, Behold, your king. Verse 15, But they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. They hated Caesar but they hated Christ more. So we read in verse 16, then they delivered him to them to be crucified. Then he delivered them 
him to them to be crucified, meaning Pilate gave him over to the Jews. Then they took Jesus and led him away. John, John 19, 13 through 16. What we see there on Good Friday is the actions of men. And there was nothing good in them. Jesus, you could say, came when he came to save, came to save an insane, ungodly world. And though he went about doing good, though he came to save us, we beat him and we gave him the cruelest of death. Yet that leads to the second part in answer to this question. What is good about Good Friday? And that is that Jesus, our good shepherd, he's the one that makes Good Friday good. In John 10, 10 and 11, we read the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. John 10 verses 10 and 11. The thief in those verses where Jesus is speaking in John 10.10 is Satan. He comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. And he usually does this by deceiving us, making us think good to be evil and evil to be good. Isaiah 5.20, woe, which is the opposite of blessing, it's a curse. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And they thought they were righteous and good when they were nailing our Lord Jesus to the cross. Not only does Satan tempt us to evil, but our evil, deceitful hearts are easily deceived. He doesn't have much trouble tempting us. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? John uh, Jeremiah seventeen nine. John Calvin, talking about the human heart, says the human heart has so many crannies where vanity hides, so many holes where falsehood lurks, is so decked out with deceiving hypocrisy that it often dupes itself. John Calvin. We fool ourselves whenever we think there's something good in us. We need the blood of Christ to cleanse us. Nothing else could save us. And yet we have that blood of Christ. Jesus came to save us. He came to save us even from our sin, even from ourselves. And that's the good aspect of Good Friday. It's what Jesus does. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He forgives us. He cleanses us of sin. Uh, Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. John 23.34 
He is ready to forgive even when we're not asking for forgiveness, even when he is nailed on the cross. It says in 1 John 1, 9, uh, if we confess our sins, that he is faithful and just. And why just? Because Jesus paid the penalty to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What can wash away our sins? What can get into what John Calvin so accurately described those crannies, those many crannies in our hearts where vanity hides those so many holes where there's falsehood uh, is so decked out. Uh, our heart is with deceiving hypocrisy and every kind of sin. What can wash away? What can get into those crannies? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's part of Robert Lowry's song. Jesus forgives us of sin and he leads us to abundant life. He gives us eternal life. He says, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Romans 6.23 says it right. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's where we find it. That's where the good is. He brings us life when we deserve death. He cleanses us of sin with his own blood. Revelation 1.5 And from Jesus Christ to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own.